0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. It's Sunday, the 25th of February in the year 2024, and this is the last week of February. So that means that one-sixth of the year will be ending this week. The first two months of this year are done and almost done. And that's, that's quite a surprise, isn't it? <laughs> it's been going so quickly. We are in an interesting place right now because we're in the time of the year when we are at the end of the zodiac before we get into March, late March, and we go into the new zodiacal year, which begins with Aries. And so we have things in Aquarius and things in Pisces because the inner planets always gather where the sun is at that time of year. And this time around, Mars is with them. And so we have three planets in Aquarius and four planets in Pisces. Now, one of the planets in Aquarius is Pluto, which is going to be there a very long time. And two of the planets in Pisces are Saturn and the other is Neptune. And Saturn's been there for nearly a year and Neptune's been there for a number of years. And it's going to be... Um, a little while before they leave so we've got a lot of energy in those signs anyway but the enhancement comes when the inner planets join them so Mars and Venus are in Aquarius and the Sun and Mercury are in Pisces now we just had a full moon and I think that you know it was yesterday but it was early yesterday but I think I really started feeling that on Friday and you know when the moon is in the opposite sign where the sun is, that's when we have a full moon. So the sun is in Pisces and the moon was in Virgo and it's still in Virgo. And it went in Virgo late Friday and opposed the sun early Saturday. So in this region of the world. So when that full moon occurred, I mean, I really felt the moon was still in Leo and I was feeling it for sure. And I thought that it was heavy emotionally because the sun is close to Saturn. And the sun still is close to Saturn. It's moving closer to Saturn. but So Saturn was part of this full moon. And then at some point on Saturday afternoon here, the moon opposed Saturn. So the moon moved opposite the sun and then it moved again and moved and moved until it was opposite Saturn. And that was another source of let's say discomfort, because I felt uncomfortable on Friday, and I felt uncomfortable on Saturday, and there's still some lingering discomfort, but we're going to get to that in a minute. (laughs) Um, So there's this, you know, dynamic with the full moon. So things are heightened at lunations, new moons, full moons, things are heightened. And when they include another planet like Saturn, like an outer planet or Saturn or or Jupiter even, or even Mars, you know, whenever they include something other than the Sun and the Moon, there's a certain amount of coloring that happens from those other planets. Now Mercury was close, very close to the Sun as well. So there was a certain amount of Mercurial energy, intellectual analytical energy, which is interesting because Mercury is opposite where its home is, which means it's in its detriment, as I talked about last week. However, you know, this is like hanging in the air. It's better today, I think. It's a little better today. But it was intense because the moon has still remained in Virgo. And now, you know, with four planets in Pisces, the moon is going to go bing, 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 and it's going to oppose each one of them. And tonight, it's going to oppose... It's afternoon here, and it's very beautiful. Um, <laughs> not that you need to know that, but moon is going to oppose Neptune. So it's a great night for doing spirit work, meditation, watching a movie, but but any sort of spiritual, intuitive, meditative work, this is a really good time for that, you know, over these next hours this evening. And we are going to, it's not going to oppose the moon, till 2:35 a.m. exactly eastern time tomorrow morning but where i am and you know where we all are really it's it's there and it's going to trigger all sorts of moon neptune things now if you have a moon neptune opposition in your astrological chart you are indeed going to feel this this is going to be something that you feel like you is familiar and it's what we call a recurrence um But what I want to talk about a little bit is Wednesday. Wednesday, and there's other aspects this week, but we'll get to them. But this is a little bit of a stellium. So we have four planets in Pisces. That's a stellium. Saturn is not going to get to Neptune this year. It's not. It can get kind of close, but not really. Next year, that's another story, but let's wait till next year. Saturn is going to stay where it is and move like through the early degrees of Pisces but the sun is going to make its annual conjunction with Saturn. And this happens, like I said, annually, once a year, this happens. And it's a little bit of a stickler. So the sun is our life force. It's the energy that we live by. It Without the sun, we can't have life. On the planet, in human form, animal form, we can't have life. But Saturn is a sort of restricting energy so the restricting of solar energy the restriction of vitality you may be a little low in energy this week but it's not just the sun mercury will have reached the sun and saturn by wednesday and so here's how it's going to play out 3 43 a.m eastern time the sun will conjunct mercury which is normal they are often in conjunction because mercury does not uh trail too far away from the sun and they can conjunct at any point when the two of them are in the same sign. So, first it's sun mercury 3:43 a.m. Then mercury is going to conjunct Saturn at 10:08 a.m. This is all eastern time. And then later 4:25 p.m. the sun is going to conjunct Saturn. So this is a triple conjunction, a real stellium, you know, in Pisces what could this possibly do for us? Well, first of all, Saturn wants structure and order and responsibility. So if you need to take responsibility, um, it's a good day to do that. And if you feel like you need to kind of step up the responsibility of your actions or of your order of your day or your work, then that's the day to do it. Okay. And it is mercury so mercury is about communication and intellect and thoughts and ideas and so it's a great day to create ideas and create form to them remember this is pisces so there's still the creativity of pisces this isn't a harsh place this is still the creativity and the imagination and bringing form to the imagination maybe being able to finally formulate ideas into some cohesive whole, maybe bring some ideas to fruition. Things can come to fruition under Saturn. It doesn't always have to be Jupiter or Venus because Saturn gives form to things. Saturn gives structure. Saturn achieves. Saturn wants to see achievement. So Saturn can also mean delays. And so you may have a project you've been working on for a long time and finally it comes to fruition, you know. Um, or finally you get to the next step and you're like, okay, great. That was a hard upward climb, which I was talking about on Instagram the other day. It feels like an upward climb. And I think it's going to feel like that until we get to Wednesday and we get past the uphill climb of Mercury and the sun and Saturn. So what we're going to have to remember is to not let Saturn get in the way of optimism and bright ideas and just general brightness. Remember, it's the sun. So we want to continue to be optimistic and bright, but Saturn may be just sort of authoritarian and maybe we have too much work that day and we don't get to do the creative things we need to do and we have to take care of things that are pressing on us and and we're not getting to the creative work we want so it is also a day for quietude for being quiet for staying still for not taking big bold steps for moving one step at a time towards your goals and not letting your ego get in the way, right? Because Saturn has no use for that. Saturn's going to be like, pipe down, kid. <laughs> this, is, this is about, you know, having some responsibility and behaving like an adult. So don't throw a temper tantrum or anything. But what we're going to have to do is take time for quiet contemplation and quiet thoughts, And not all sorts of exuberant jumping up and down, okay? So it's all very structured and ordered and just take one step at a time and don't step out of your boundaries. Don't step out of line. Don't step out of um, the place that you know could get you in some sort of kerfuffle, okay? Okay. It's not a good day to exert ego either. So, like I said, get your ego out of the way. Just do what you need to do, pay attention, show up, do the job, and go home. (laughs) And you may not have the level of energy and vitality you would want that day. Because first of all, it's Pisces, right? And Pisces is where we go to sleep. And Pisces is where we experience rest and peace And meditation and relaxation, and we're very sensitive, so we need to be very mindful of that. Just that it's Pisces time, it's the end of the zodiac, it's our time to be at peace, find peace, and just have faith, even when Sun and Saturn may say, I don't have faith, I don't have patience anymore, I don't have faith, I'm not optimistic um it's all very sensitive so and and be be kind to yourself so that was the other thing i was talking about on instagram was that you know we have such expectations of ourselves on a regular basis because of the way the world works i should be here by now i should be expecting this to happen why hasn't this happened how come it's taking so long why am i so behind the times by my age i should be here why did I do this? Why did I do that? How can, you know, and expectations of self, expectations of others. It's, we're being hard on ourselves. And so that moon that triggered Saturn the other day was just, it was a lot of that expectation and hard energy that makes us be hard on ourselves. So the, the thing here is to not allow yourself to be hard on yourself. And it is really, I know, it's like, not allow yourself to be hard on yourself. But it's the truth. It's where, where we want to be kind and compassionate and empathic. That's what Pisces is, empathic. So when Saturn's there, Saturn's like, what's this rubbish? You know, when we get sun and Saturn and Mercury together it's time to get like good thinking and put ideas together and put your heads together and come forward with something that works right Saturn likes things that work so we want to definitely allow ourselves the space to live and feel and be optimistic and not be hard and in a box Self-criticism has no place right now, okay? It's going to feel like that's the place we're going to go. Because like I was saying the other day, Virgo moons can be critical. And so that dynamic between the Virgo moon and then opposite Mercury and Saturn and all, all of that can can be a good recipe for being too hard on ourselves and then being absolutely drained of energy, which is why they say Saturn is so draining, we may feel drained on Wednesday, (laughs) Um, drained of energy because we're not allowing ourselves the space to be a human, okay, the space to rest, the space to recuperate, the space to convalesce, the space to contemplate. And if you allow that space in your day and in your life, then you're going to get a better picture of what you're supposed to do next and and what the next step is and creativity and creative ideas allow them to come forward because if you're banging your head against the wall saying I have no creative ideas I don't know what to do then you're not going to have any creative ideas but you have to just like stop the chatter in the head Mercury and Saturn and say I'm I'm sorry voice I hear you but that's just not true Okay. And take a deep breath and just keep going. And there's one thing that Saturn likes is for us to keep going. Eventually things pan out. Eventually we get information that is helpful and creative and we get past the Saturn structured, too ordered, too organized, too authoritarian. But things can't stay the same way forever. Eventually something happens and it all works out or it all morphs into something else or we move on and do something different, right? Because it doesn't stay the same forever. We can't we can't have it staying the same forever. Rainstorms don't stay forever, right? There's that old saying this too shall pass. So if you're going through something right now with sun and saturn and mercury and you're being you know a little too hard on yourself or you have too many expectations of self, well then that's exactly what's not going to stay forever. Okay, because eventually you'll work it out and you'll create something and you'll move on. Okay, there are other planets doing other things. Mars and Venus are still very close. Mars is at 9, Venus is at 11, and they are still conjunct you know, they're still in conjunction. Venus is now pulled ahead of Mars, even though she was behind Mars originally. And they are still very close and they are making a square to Jupiter. And Venus has been squaring Jupiter since I told you yesterday. Remember last week I talked about that and it was late last night, but Venus squared Jupiter is usually an opening of some sort because you know, it's an opportunity or it's an opening or a realization or a recognition or some, maybe some sort of blessing in your life. Maybe some sort of information found its way to you that was a blessing for you, or maybe there's a bit of a challenge for you. And Mars and Jupiter, that's a little bit of a challenge too, but it's a good challenge. It's a stretching challenge. And, um, you know, Jupiter expands, right? So expands, whatever touches Mars and Venus are squaring Jupiter. And even though that is what we consider to be a hard aspect, it's still it's a better stretch. It's a stretching aspect, it gets you to really open up and stretch yourself. It's funny, because this is all happening on, um, I just started this free masterclass with this coach this mentor who's Canadian and her name is Melanie and layer and she's doing this free masterclass and it's she's like this isn't one of those masterclasses where you're just going to listen to me you have to um, you know do some homework you've got homework and she's calling it the great leap because this is leap year and she's doing it the week of leap year and yes it is leap year we do have the 29th of February this Thursday so so she's talking about her experiences on different leap years and what happened and how she leapt forward. And she's always very inspiring. But especially to someone like me, who does expansion mentoring, it's good for me to be listening to other mentors and their experiences. Because it's good for me to expand myself so that I in turn can help you expand if you are interested in working with me or are already working with me. So these aspects are important for me to stretch myself as well so that I can efficiently serve others. Mars and Jupiter are going to square each other on Tuesday the 27th at 3 30 a.m. and that is eastern time and that is a very opening. It's a little punchy because it's Mars but don't pressure yourself. Remember Saturn and Saturn and the sun are still close. Okay. They're going to be, even if it's like, well, Deb, that's Wednesday. Yeah. Tuesday, you're still going to feel sun Saturn. It's after sun and Saturn after 425 PM on Wednesday, then we're going to start to feel the release. So it's, it's really something that is asking us to maybe stretch ourselves a little bit out of our comfort zone and trust in a way that we are, not used to trusting, not used to trusting, not taking a risk, not not used to any of this. Um, we have to walk forward in this great leap in maybe a direction we're walking forward in that's a little uncomfortable for us. So that's what, you know, Mars and Venus are asking of us. And it's, you know, get excited. Mars and Jupiter are exciting. Anything with Jupiter is exciting, right? So this is exciting. Get this exciting energy. And I'm excited about this masterclass. It's very interesting. She already did the first one today and, and there's five more days and it's like, okay, this is, this is going to be a little intense, but it's, it's good. It's a good stretch. So, and I, you know, if you want to do it, you can just go to Find her on uh, Facebook or Instagram, Melanie and Layer, and her her group is called Alpha Femme. So that's, um, it's starting, it's starting this week. So you can go ahead and, and she's going to record everything and you can listen to it. So this is a great week for stretching yourself. And, you know, maybe you're going to stretch yourself and then Sat- Wednesday comes and Saturn comes and you're like, I don't know, I can do this. Yes, you can yes you can you can do this and you can open up to this leap year that we're having and this extra day leap day on thursday the 29th and on leap day mercury sextiles jupiter which is a smooth aspect and this is good this is good mercury and jupiter are going to sextile one another this is really good this is opening of ideas. So maybe you'll form something with Saturn on Wednesday, and then you'll be open to sharing it on Thursday, or maybe you'll have an aha moment after working through something on Wednesday, right? And then, uh, and by the way, Mercury is still sextiling Jupiter, on Wednesday when it's conjuncting Saturn. Okay, so there's a there's a dose of both. Because technically, not exactly. But technically, right now, Saturn is sextiling Jupiter. And they are in a smooth flowing aspect. This is important. Remember the end of 2020 when they were conjunct. Go back to my podcast from 2020. I think you can do that. Um, yeah, so there's there's December 2020 when Saturn and Jupiter came together, and now they are sextiles. So they are in this place of, you know, speaking to each other very nicely and saying, hey, remember when we got together in Aquarius back in 2020? Yeah, what did we come up with then? So there's some reference point in these next weeks to back then and what we've achieved and accomplished since then, because this is the first major aspect they're making since then, right? They were hanging out in Capricorn too, but the exactitude came in Aquarius, which I think speaks volumes for Pluto. We'll get to Pluto in a minute. But then the sun will sextile Jupiter. So all that business that's, you know, conjuncting Saturn on Wednesday, by Thursday and Friday, they're all talking happy talk with Jupiter. So this is great. So whatever we're going to come up with on Wednesday, there's a happily ever after. Even if you feel a little bit pressured or frustrated, and that's a frustrating energy. This is a happy ever after aspect. Okay, so this is what we're, we're looking at this week. Then our friend Venus is going to square Uranus on Sunday, next Sunday, 817am Eastern Time. So this is really good energy, even though it's Uranus. There's surprises, there's fun, there's excitement, there's the unexpected. It's not like Venus is going to get shocked necessarily, but she could. But, there, you know, and of course, you know what I always say about Uranus. You can come up with a thousand things that Venus squaring Uranus could be. You may hear from somebody out of the blue that you never expected to hear from. That's a very Venus square Uranus aspect. It's very surprising about a human being, Venus, another person, an old friend, you know, it's Aquarius. Venus is an Aquarius squaring the planet that rules Aquarius. So maybe an old friend will pop up out of nowhere and you'll run into them. and It'll be great fun. So that could be, that could be really, really good energy and that'll stay with us. You know, it'll probably, you'll start feeling it Saturday. You'll start feeling it all day Sunday into the evening. It's not just that moment. You know, it's like, oh, it's only Sunday morning. And it can be really inspired creativity. So if you are in a place where you are working on creative projects, this is really good energy for, you know, moving into the next level of creativity, next level creativity. We like that, right? And we want to um, just sort of honor the fact that creativity comes from the unknown. And I said that on Instagram last week. You know, we don't, magic doesn't happen from a comfort zone. And our special things that we come up with, creativity, they don't happen from a comfort zone. They come from the unknown. It comes from ideas that we haven't necessarily... Uh, processed yet maybe it's something brand new that's coming into our lives okay so that's that's part of this now Pluto our friend Pluto has made it to one degree Aquarius so he's now past where he was last year he went to zero last year stayed at zero went retrograde stayed there and stayed there and then eventually went back into Capricorn Pluto's now moved to one degree Aquarius, which means he is making movement through the sign of Aquarius. He's now taking real steps into the sign of Aquarius. This is new. This is new. Okay. This is a whole new. Now we're really starting to feel Pluto's energy in the sign of Aquarius and we're starting to look in our lives and where this new fresh energy and new paradigm is opening doors for us. And what is going to happen as a result of this? What is the next level, again, new level, next level that you're looking at in the Aquarius area of your chart? So he's moved past that zero degrees and now he's at one. So he's marching along and he is going to get to two degrees. You know, he won't get to three this year, but he'll get to that two degrees and he'll turn around, I believe in May. Yes, it's about May 1st, May 2nd, depending on what area of the world you're in. That's that's pretty far along. So we've got another few months before Pluto makes that retrograde. And he's going to just keep marching forward in Aquarius. So pay attention to what big, bigger, maybe a little bit subtle, because it's kind of in the background of your life right now. Subtle changes are happening for you. And as we move into these next days... Um, the moon is going to move into Libra tomorrow 9:29 a.m eastern time and it's going to stay in Libra and then go void at 1 p.m on Tuesday the 27th so that's interesting it's fairly the moon will trine Venus in Aquarius so that's nice we're going to have a nice goddess review on on Tuesday that's very pleasant but that'll be the last aspect before um it the last major aspect before it goes void at 1:22 p.m. which is fairly early. You know, it's only going to be viable in libra for a little over 24 hours, like you know, 28 hours or something. And then it's going to be void all day Wednesday until 10:09 p.m. Eastern time. So where it's all void all day. So during that whole that's why it's good for contemplation on Wednesday that's why it's good for you know shifting mindset working with ourselves quietly doing meditation and the moon will enter Scorpio that night and then we go into like the juicy parts of you know the moon in Scorpio even though moon is not happiest in Scorpio but it will leave Libra at 10.09 p.m. so that's a long 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 void it's going to be interesting because you know the moon is not this is you know these astrology calendars they have real strict guidelines so it's saying the moon goes void at 1.22 p.m. and it's trining venus and i looked online and and i've seen the same thing however moon is going to be opposite chiron 8.16 p.m. on tuesday the 27th so that, to me, is an aspect. It goes void when it's not aspecting a, a planet. But Chiron is not a planet, but a, a comet. But it is it is a factor. We deal with Chiron in our charts all the time. And then it makes an inconjunct to Uranus. And then it makes an inconjunct to Neptune at 3.30 in the afternoon on Wednesday. So I tend to think that these are aspects. In my estimation, they are aspects. My book is telling me, and online will tell you, that the moon goes void at 1.22 p.m. And despite what I would say are considerably strong aspects, the book is saying that the moon is void the entire day of Wednesday until... 10pm, 10.09pm on Wednesday night, which means it's void most of Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And I, I somehow think that that can't be right. <laughs> but I don't write these books. I just report to you what they say. So um, I do take these other aspects into consideration. And there's so much going on on Wednesday that I feel like a void moon. Mm, technically, I guess it's a void moon, but you know, an inconjunct is is a major aspect. It's that needling aspect I talk about every now and again, and so it is an important. It is an important thing to pay attention to. I think I, I don't think it can be void. You know, almost. It's it's not it's not forty eight hours. It's more like thirty hours or something like that. You know, which I think is, which is really. A long 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 time anyway so that's that's when between Libra and Scorpio so this is going to be an interesting dynamic between Tuesday and Wednesday leap day the moon will be in Scorpio and it will be you know squaring Pluto because that's what it does now when it's in a you know now that Pluto's in Aquarius and when the moon is in Scorpio and then it will stay in Scorpio go void uh 247 a.m on Saturday. And then enter Sag 8.56 a.m. Saturday. Now that's a normal void. 2.47 a.m. to 8.56 a.m. That's a normal void. So, and then it goes into Sag. And things will be lighter when it goes into Sag, you know. But I find it very interesting that they've decided that the void moon is that many hours. So, (laughs) this is something new. Then we end the week with the moon in Sag. And... We begin the new week with the moon in Sag on Sunday, when we have that nice Venus-Uranus square. And when I say the moon is void, that is generally a time to not start something new, or not to expect something new to evolve out of something. It's business as usual. So if it's things that are, you know, typical business for you, then great. But I wouldn't start like... You know, I wouldn't launch my website on a void moon. You know, I wouldn't launch some new program on a void moon. You got to wait till it's, uh, you know, the moon is not in void and it is in the next sign or do it before it gets into void. So with that very long void, like it throws out half of Tuesday and most of Wednesday. And uh, I would, you know, in that case, I would stick to the books and say, that if it's saying it's void even though it is making some other aspects you know you might just want to play it safe <laughs> so and that's about it um this is a little bit of a quieter week we do have some interesting aspects i do feel the energy getting a little more um dynamic and interesting and nuts and and moving away from all that mars and venus crossing pluto and causing a lot of angst So we're moving out of that and we're having a week where we take some restructuring and some reordering in this leap year week, right? So remember to stay positive. Remember to stay optimistic. Remember to stay, uh, you know, taking that little stretch that Venus and Mars are giving us with Jupiter. Okay, there's a stretch here. So take a very lovely and loving leap forward in your life this week. Okay. If you are interested in having a session with me, you can go to my website, the Golden Astrologer and click book online. If you are interested in what I have to say during the week, you can go to the instagram uh, that i have that is the golden astrologer and i am available for expansion mentoring which goes three months six months or 12 months and if you're interested in doing that contact me deb at debmcbride.com or info at the and that will give you uh, the opportunity to hear more details from me about what i do and what the whole expansion mentoring process is I thank you for listening. Have a beautiful week. Leap forward and give your life a good push, a good stretch with Venus and Mars uh, with that Jupiter, okay? That's a really optimistic aspect that's happening right now and through the week. And so go do it. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next Sunday.